Want an ad-free version of Daily Tech Headlines and support the show directly? Go to DailyTechHeadlines.com to find out how. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers... Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. These are the Daily Tech headlines for Monday, December 14th, 2020. I'm Rich Strapolino. In a staff email, Alphabet CEO Sundar Pichai said Google has delayed a planned return to its offices until September 2021, with plans to test a flexible work week once offices reopen. This plan calls for employees to come into the office three days a week for collaboration days, with remaining work time done remotely. It's unclear if workers will be required to receive a COVID-19 vaccine prior to returning. Google began remote work in March and has previously planned to reopen offices in July 2021. Pichai said he hopes the flexible workweek test will lead to greater productivity, collaboration, and well-being. Bloomberg saw a draft of the EU's Digital Markets Act, which places new rules on data usage by so-called gatekeeper companies. As written, the act bans using any data from business users to compete with them or from treating a company's own services more favorably in its rankings. Companies will be considered in systemic noncompliance if they're fined three times within five years, which would open the door for the European Commission to order behavioral and structural changes. The draft currently allows for fines of up to 10% of annual revenue. The designation of who falls under a gatekeeper company would be updated every two years. These draft rules would need to be formally proposed by the European Commission, then voted on by the European Parliament and the Council of European Member States before becoming law. The NPD Group says that the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X launches last month helped set a new November record for $1.4 billion in new video game hardware, an increase of 58% when compared to a year ago. But as for the top console of the month, Nintendo and Sony split that win, with the PS5 being the best-selling hardware platform in terms of consumer spending, and the Nintendo Switch leading the market in units sold. Amazon's autonomous vehicle startup Zooks unveiled a production robo-taxi that can run up to 16 hours at a time and doesn't include a steering wheel. The vehicle has motors on both ends and can travel in either direction up to 75 miles per hour. Zooks plans to eventually launch an app-based ride-hailing service with the vehicle sometime after 2021. EA reached an agreement to acquire the UK-based racing game developer Codemasters in a deal worth $1.2 billion, the company's largest acquisition to date. This comes after the game publisher Take-Two Interactive announced last month it had reached an agreement to buy Codemasters for $971 million. 
Codemasters is mostly known for its Formula One and dirt racing game franchises. Reddit announced it acquired the short-form video social platform Dubsmash. The company plans to integrate Dubsmash's video creation tools into Reddit. Dubsmash will operate as its own entity and brand within Reddit, with its entire team and three co-founders staying on board. A new note from analyst Ming-Chi Kuo forecasts that mass production of the next-generation iPhone will revert back to Apple's usual timeline starting in early summer. Due to supply chain constraints from COVID-19, Apple did not begin mass production of the iPhone 12 models until September this year. It's not clear if this will mean Apple will announce the phones in September. Apple launched a web-based version of its Shazam song identification service, appropriately enough available at Shazam.com. The web experience is considered a beta and currently compatible with Safari, Chrome, and Firefox on macOS and Chrome OS. Apple also updated the Shazam iOS app with a new UI, similar to Apple Music, as well as improving the reliability of syncing Shazam tracks to either Apple Music or Spotify. Cydia, the makers of an app store for jailbroken iPhones, has filed a lawsuit against Apple, accusing it of anti-competitive acquisitions and maintenance of an illegal monopoly over iOS app distribution. Cydia has existed for just about a year longer than Apple's own app store. A new report from Wave 7 Research found that the iPhone 12 mini accounts for 4-5% of new iPhone sales among major U.S. carriers. This was the least among the iPhone 12 generation models released by Apple this year, with the standard iPhone 12 representing 24-33% to of sales through carriers, depending on the carrier. Wave 7 also found that the cheaper iPhone SE is seeing stronger sales among prepaid carriers Metro and Boost. Interview with sales reps found that iPhone 12 mini had the softest demand of Apple's new handsets. The Canary build of Chrome 89 now includes a new Chrome Labs feature, offering users quick access to experimental features. Clicking on a beaker icon in the browser will now let users toggle on new features in testing and trigger a restart to enable them. Currently, users have to go to the Chrome Flags page in the browser to activate Chrome Labs. Google did not announce if this will be limited to Canary releases or coming to more stable builds. And finally, TikTok announced that its app will soon be available on Samsung smart TVs. The app will be pre-installed on all new Samsung TVs going forward and available on all smart TVs released by the company since 2018. Users will be able to scroll through the For You feed, with viewers able to like videos as well. The app starts rolling out in the UK today, followed by a wider release plan for the EU. Remember, for more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to Daily Tech News Show at DailyTechNewsShow.com. And remember to rate and review Daily Tech Headlines wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. And from all of us here at Daily Tech Headlines, remember, have a super sparkly day. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone.